Bookcase and Coffee presents Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky, and joining me for this quick shot of romance is podcast contributor Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Hi, Becky. Um, so, okay, so there's a funny story to why we picked this title. Um, so it's on this episode of Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing The Suit by Lulu Moore. This is book two in her Tuesday Club series. It is available in Kindle Unlimited. And this just released recently, so this will be a spoiler-free review. So funny story. I actually saw the cover of this book on a cover reveal um, and was like, fell in love. Like, have you looked at the cover of this book? Yeah. <laughs> He's intense. Uh, he is intense. He's got a full sleeve of tattoos. His eye, I mean, it is hot, this cover. And its he's wearing a shirt. Like, this is not an abs. It's just it's a not- dude with a really great look. Um, And so I commented on Amanda, one of our podcast listeners. I commented on her post on Bookstagram about uh, it being the cover reel. I'm like, this cover is hot. And she's like, you totally need to read book one in the series. And I'm like, this is a series? How, how have I missed <laughs> this? And then Carrie had said, she's like, you need to read book one because it's a secret baby. And we all know how much I love a secret Becky baby. Becky loves baby. So um, I was like, okay. So I read The Secret and I loved it. I really, really liked it. It's Lulu Moore has only written six or seven books at this point. So she's a newer on the scene author. Um, But the secret, it was so well done. It was baby on the doorstep and just so good. Um, So when this book came out, I was like, must read, (laughs) must talk about. Because I really enjoyed her writing style and we'll get into this, but this is one of my tropes that you as an author have to work really hard to make me believe in love. I agree. And she did it well. She did do it very well. Okay, read us the synopsis from Goodreads. Have you ever met someone who makes your blood boil simply by existing or turn your notorious ice-cold demeanor volcanic in a nanosecond? Perhaps smother your usual air of indifference with a lightning-charged thundercloud threatening to strike at any moment? Because that's what she does. It's been seven peaceful years since I last saw Beulah Holmes. Seven peaceful years of practicing the law without her arguing against me. And if I never saw her again, it would be too soon. But I'm not that fortunate. She hasn't changed a bit. Still the same shouty mouth threatening to burst my eardrums. Still the same murderous eyes which laser through me, promising to rain hell. Except this time, the longer I have to sit opposite her, the longer I I have to notice that her murderous eyes are the most beautiful I've ever seen. And that shouty mouth with its full lips curled in a snarl, I want to know what else it can do. As each day passes, hating her isn't the only thing becoming harder. Gula Holmes was my own personal devil until the day I realized she wasn't. And then I made it my mission to bring her back from hell. Um, So this released June 21st of 2022. This is enemies to lovers, but really rivals to lovers. Um, It's a friend group. They are total adversaries. 
Um, I'm going to say she is a BIPOC heroine. So this is a biracial um, relationship. Um, And I think one of the things that we have to talk about first before we go farther is. So a lot of times in the trope, enemies to lovers or rivals to lovers, people aren't always clear on the distinction. Um, so I have the definition of exactly what Webster's Dictionary says a rival is and what they say an enemy is. And that's part of the reason that I really feel like this book itself was more rivals than enemies. So agree. do you want to read those two definitions? Yeah. A rival is a person or a thing competing with another for the same objective or for superiority in the same field of activity. While an enemy is a person who is actively opposed or hostile to someone or something. Yeah, so in this story, one of the things we learn early on about Beulah is her father told her when she went to law school to find that one person to compete with, her competitor, the one that was going to force her to achieve. And for her, that was very much Wraith Latham. It wasn't originally. It wasn't originally. <laughs> but then he did things and, and made himself that person without right. knowing he made himself that person. Um, this is book two in the Tuesday Club, and it is very much a series of standalones. I had read book one, but Jenny had only read book two. So you read this as standalone. Correct. And it does stand well alone. I do think it would be beneficial to read book one. Are you going to go back and read book one? I will eventually. It's on the TBR. Let's not talk about the TBR. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The put out percentage on this book is 28%. And when it pops, it pops often and with purpose. Yes. But it wasn't so, it wasn't so overwhelmingly. Sometimes we talked about this recently that when a book pops, you know, relatively early in the story, sometimes the sex becomes regimented and monotonous and like, you're just skipping pages because like, I want the story. I've had that now. Right. They've, they've done it. Let's move on. Yeah. I need the couple again. So can we get back to knowing who they are together you know, what's going to bring them together and keep them apart kind of thing. This was a well-balanced early popping. Yes. Yes, very much. Um, so let's talk about Miss Beulah Holmes, because I found her a little bit to be a little bit of a quandary. I could see that. Yeah. Um, did you like her character? Okay. The first chapter, I was like, oh, my gosh, if she's going to yell the whole time. I don't know if I'm going to like her. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. She was hostile. Yes. Hostile. Um, But I think that she has a couple things going against her. And, um, and it's one of the things I really loved about this story. I recently came across a TikToker. A, um, a BIPOC TikToker on BookTok who was talking about how she was so sick of skin color being referred to as food. 
that's understandable. She's like, I, I'm not a piece of candy. I am not a latte. Um, can we find other ways to describe coloring? And um, this author gave in describing uh, Beulah that it was, you know, like she wasn't creamy caramel or strong black coffee. She used the word warm brown skin and I knew exactly the coloring and her dark, curly, kinky hair. Um, it just felt really respectful and really well done. Right. I would agree because she has like a, I think he describes them as like a more of a yellow colored eye as well. So um, the descriptors she gave, you could envision her very easily. Yeah. And it was, it felt respectful and beautiful. And I knew exactly who Beulah Holmes was. So we have a woman of color who is working for a very well-known law firm, but not always well-known for the right reasons. It's a very competitive law firm. Correct. It's, um, what the right word would be. I don't know. They... (laughs) Not everything they do is legal. <laughs> yeah. Integrity is not their first priority. How about that? Yeah. Um, so so she is a woman of color working in a very competitive law firm that handles a variety of cases and is not is notorious for not following all the rules. And for whatever reason, because of life circumstances, she is very career driven, motivated to succeed. Right. She thinks that is the answer to life is success. Yeah. At least at the beginning of this story. Yeah. And we get little glimpses into her background a little bit, but not a ton. Right. And I think some of that is she's unsure of her background completely. Um, as you get in the story and learn how she grew up, she doesn't have a culture or anyone to draw that information from. Well, previous. So in this, I don't think is very spoilerish. Um, she is adopted out of the foster care system after she has lost her brother to cancer and be because of that her brother had been raising her but they had been homeless kind of living from moment to moment she had some grand adventures with him right and he's not he wasn't much older than her so they were kids yeah they were very much kids living on the street run but you've but there's this shadow about her mother. Um, we do know that she's named Beulah after Beulah, Mississippi, because that happened to be the city that they were living in when her mother had her. But then I don't remember if mom had died or if just one day mom was gone. I don't know that I, it's ever yeah. very clear. I don't, yeah, I don't think it is. And so she's finally adopted after she's lost her brother and the couple that takes her in, he is a judge and she is a nurse. Oh, school I don't teacher. Um, anyway, she pushes that. So she 
I think part of her being of, I am worthy to be your daughter. I am worthy to be here and be a part of your life is this innate desire to continue to achieve. Right. And she, I mean, she's fascinated with the law and seeing her father practice law as a judge, but yeah, she wants, she wants to meet or exceed his standard. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so let's talk about Rafe. So we kind of know who Beulah is. We know that she and Rafe meet in college seven years previous to when this book starts. Um, They met in law school and they were number one and number two through their entire law school career. Right. Which, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Much to everybody's. Yeah. Entertainment. Yeah, probably. (laughs) So let's talk about Rafe Latham because he is. He has grown up in privilege. Right. I thought he was going to be your stereotypical rich kid, um, followed daddy into the business, but he's definitely making a name for himself. I was really surprised with um, what he was trying to achieve outside of his dad's law firm um, on his own. Yeah. As with family tradition, when he graduated law school, he went to work for his father's law firm. But he only was there for about three or four years, and then he spun off and created his own pro bono uh, law firm that runs on foundation money that takes the small in little cases. And Rafe is also like a really good guy. Yes, he. Yeah, he's. I mean, I think his business speaks that like he's willing to give as much as he can um, to help others achieve what they're Uh, seeking to achieve. Yeah. And he has a real heart for family. Like family is what defines him, either the family of his friends, of Murray and Penn, or his actual family, because part of what brought him and Beulah face to face after seven years is his mom has convinced him to take up a divorce case because he's not a divorce attorney, but she needs a divorce lawyer who's smart. And his mom convinces him to take up her friend's divorce case. And Beulah is opposing counsel. And this divorce is a freaking mess. (laughs) Mess. Like Beulah doesn't even like her client. But she has right. been she she hasn't even met her client at the beginning, I think, like, yeah, or just in passing. Yeah. And he is a big corporate lawyer that has hired her law firm and the carrot's been dangled in front of her. Get him the divorce settlement he wants and she'll finally make partner. Right. And. Which is- what she's been trying to achieve for the past seven years which is yeah this is like the next step in her career goals but things happen anyway not gonna spoil all that (laughs) right so let's talk about Rafe's dad because I thought that this kind of I think getting little glimpses of his dad helped us realize why he was a little bit of a playboy previous to this book Right. Like his, he, yeah. 
his dad is like a serial husband <laughs> well a serial <laughs> marrier like he wants to be in a relationship right but Although they never is that spo- like is that a spoiler if i say like his mom no. is still his love of his life no like, he's pines still, yeah he is still very much in love with the mother of his children yeah and and you find out why they're divorced pretty early on it basically his career was his focus and he didn't give his wife and his family enough focus and um they divorced and then remarried years later (laughs) and divorced again and uh but i think it explains why rafe is so hesitant you know in relationships like because he's a good guy. You can tell he wants connections. He has it with his friends. But it doesn't necessarily translate into his dating life. I agree. And he, I mean, and he's starting to get like where he's realizing like, hey, maybe it's time to like figure this out. Yeah. Um, the sense of competition between Beulah and Rafe, I thought was so well done. So I well agree. done. And this, this is what, like, sold me on the story. Like, they know each other in a way that, like, other people don't. Like, they're both driven and determined to be the number one. Um, and the person that's going to understand that the best is the other one. Yeah, they, um, and I think because of the competition, and then you add in this sexual tension, this story as enemies to lovers or rivals to lovers, which is what it really is, is rivals to lovers. Like it works. It's not just this gradual switch that flips and all of a sudden, oh my God, I love you. And we're going to be together forever. Like they both kind of stepped forward and stepped back. She made some big, big ass stumbles. And I will not spoil this, but First of all, he's yeah, dumb and clueless. Stuff to figure out. Yeah. He was dumb and clueless. Like, did you, did you not? Yeah. He didn't put two and two together from like law school. Like she was not having the same experience at law school that he was. Well, yeah. Yeah. But then also like she did something in the hope that it would help her case and he stupidly like didn't get it together until almost the end (laughs) and i'm like how dumb are you how how dumb are you um but i think he just is a good guy and he never saw her doing something like that um so one of the things that I think we kind of disagree a little bit on this is because we don't get a ton of Beulah's background and what shapes her to be this successful driven woman. Um, I was so grateful that the author showed how the character really did not hate each other. Um, They just didn't know each other. Well, they, that all their interactions previous had happened years before in competition. And that made it easier to see that once they started to talk to each other, they then realized that some of those feelings were attraction and not hatred. 
Right. And like, I don't completely disagree. I just feel like they do know each other really well. They just don't realize it um, until, like you said, they start talking um, and realize, hey, look, the only other person in the world that has got to where they are the same way is yeah. the other. Yeah. And their completely different backgrounds really work. It doesn't work against them. Um, and it really almost becomes a non-issue because there's more of this professional courtesy and this mutual respect and admiration that puts their playing field. Right. It's not uneven because she, like, at this point, like, she has enough money to self-sustain her and do what she wants. Um She's not like being saved by him in some financial way. Right. Right. Um, okay. So I don't want to spoil this anymore. I'm just telling you it's really del delightful. Reading. You should totally read it. Um, and I really liked the ending. So if you guys are listening to this episode and you go and read the suit, please message us and come back and tell us all the ways you liked the ending or didn't like the ending because I loved the ending. I really, I thought it was very well done too. Um, okay, Jenny, did you like this book? I did. I did too. I did too. I hope you'll go back and read the first one because I really liked that one too. It's a really excellent baby on the doorstep. Um, who do you think would typically like this book? I would think someone that wants like a character heavy book. Um, the character development in this book is right, like superb. Um, and I don't like I like you said, it's more of a rivals to lovers. Yeah. So but, it's but if you like those enemies to lover elements, but take out the hate banging, um, although that up against the bookshelf was kind of <laughs> some hate banging. <laughs> yeah. Um if you like enemies to lovers, if you like that angst and witty banner and the intense chemistry that comes with that kind of a book, this absolutely should be on your TBR. Um, would you recommend this book? I would. And Same. I will be going to get the first one. <laughs> I will be <laughs> recommending this book to everyone who will listen to me. Um, okay. Do you have a book you think we should review for a quick shot of romance? Send us an email at the bees at bookcaseandcoffee.com. We will add it to the TBR. Um, Jenny, thank you so much for reading The Suit and joining me for this quick shot of romance. Thanks for having me. Until next time, everyone, happy reading. Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance. If you like the podcast, please leave a review. If you'd like to support us directly, join the Bookcase and Coffee Patreon and receive exclusive content only available to Patreon members. Check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes.